to the Atomic Ethan Podcast. My name is Dave, and happy Shark Week. Uh, that was for Is me. it Shark Week? It's so it Shark Week. It's oh, also Comic Con Week. No, Shark Week. <clears throat> anyway, uh, joining me today is Danny, as you've already heard. Yep, I win the Pete Holmes Award of this podcast. <laughs> uh, Jenny. Hello. And... Uh, a late but happy birthday to JD. Hey guys, what's up? Fully legal. (laughs) Yeah. Weird. (laughs) I tried to make that as sleazy as possible for you. (laughs) You did. You succeeded very well. All right. I'm working on it. Mission accomplished. All right. Uh, I just need a comb over. We'll also say congratulations to the USA women's soccer team. That was awesome. Yeah, they beat Japan. It was crazy. That game was over in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Okay. A little the soccer girls, match with women. The girls oh, soccer sure. team scored two goals in the first five minutes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know soccer's are, so, soccers are usually pretty low scoring games. <laughs> Did you say soccer's? soccers? Yeah. <laughs> Sports! Oh, okay, that was last week. Well, so uh, this week... <laughs> We're talking music. Music! Uh, and I've got my panel of music experts. I think I've collected a, a good assortment of um, taste in this group here. Uh, we're going to hit all gamuts of genres. Every gambit. Nope. 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 What I said. Oh, no. No. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no. Fired? Wow. Oh. No. Oh. Weird. Okay. Weird. <clears throat> so where do you guys want to start we could talk about our favorite just bands or actually let's do this um what was the first maybe not song but band or maybe even song or cd or cassette tape in my case that really introduced you to your love of music I want to guess Dave's. Oh, I have an unfair advantage, but I want to guess Dave's. <laughs> oh, okay, you can do that because then that'll give the rest of them no well, time. Well, have think. I ever told you the story? I hope this is it. Is it Dookie by Green Day? No, that's the first CD I ever had. I thought that was the first tape you had too. Mm-hmm. Did you have it on tape? Nope. You never had it on tape. Okay. Yep. Well, do you remember when we were living in Greendale and uh, one of the neighborhood kids wanted me to steal your copy of Dookie from you? <laughs> And you, and I, I have, I just, just such a vivid memory of being like, no, man, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would have killed you. Uh, okay, my so wrong. <laughs> the first experience I have with music where I actually like, uh, I guess, realized I loved it and enjoyed it is uh, my father's cassette tape of ACDC Back in Black. Oh, okay, okay. I would have got to that eventually. I yeah. speaking of stealing, I stole that from his dresser <laughs> in his bedroom and played it in my Walkman all the time. Like we go That's to a softball very Dean games. Winchester moment right there. What? That's a Dean Winchester moment right there. Sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I I wore that tape out. So that was my first and then see but, when which I, was a thing that used to be possible, by the way. Right, you had to buy another one. 
Yeah, you, you would have it. to get a new one because it didn't work anymore. <laughs> right. Because you loved it. Uh, most of my music inspiration comes from my dad and listening to what he listened to when MTV played music videos and the local radio station. So I have like Def Leppard, Van Halen, ACDC, uh, Not Metallica. Not Van Hagar. Uh, both. <laughs> Although I have a lot of memories of David Lee Roth videos. Um, you might as well jump. <laughs> And uh, thankfully, I got it from my dad and not my mom. Otherwise, it'd be a Mariah Carey fan or Jesus. Celine Dion mom fan. Mom likes Metallica. Michael Bolt. Yeah, mom's our mom <laughs> loves mom's Metallica. Mom definitely has like an eclectic taste in music. Yeah, our mom has a weird taste in music. <laughs> but every Christmas, it was the Mariah Carey Christmas album playing yep. while she decorated the, the Christmas tree. Yes, I remember that vividly. Uh, all right. A nice little tribute to our parents, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, that was necessary in the music episode, I guess. That, that's most appropriate. I don't. Know. <laughs> so that's where my influences came from at that time, and then I kind of branched out and in middle school found the Dookie album, as Danny said, and you and just said it's was... so old. The Dookie album <laughs> by the Green Days. The Green Day, back before they sold out. Back before they were the Facebook. <laughs> also, the Sockers. The, the Sockers, yes. yes. <laughs> And the Call three days. Uh, Nailed it. Jenny, are you ready to share? Yeah, this is tough, though, because it depends. Like, the first song I remember being, like, super influential was when I was really little. My my whole music comes from my dad, and I didn't realize that until I was well pushing out of my teens. And then I look back going... I always hated my dad's music, but my dad has really good taste in music. <laughs> I protested it, though, my entire childhood. Um, but when I was super little, I was probably like five or six, he used to play um, Dolly Parton's Jolene all the time. And I remember one year for Christmas, I got a doll, and I named the doll Jolene. And then that was kind of the joke. Whenever we, my parents would have friends over, they're like, Jenny knows a song, and then I'd have to sing Jolene. Which now, when I think back to it, for a child to sing, that's what I was gonna say. Now, when I look back to it, it is so messed up. Yeah, that's so crazy that they let you sing that song. (laughs) I loved that song when I was like five or six years old, and my parents thought it was so funny that I walk around singing it. And now, when I look back, and I'm like, dude, it's about a chick that like went away with the other chick's man. Like, yeah, it's depressing. (laughs) But. So yeah, my entire my entire youth was we did a lot of road trips between Seattle and Kentucky, and my dad would have Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, um, all those guys, Hank Williams. He'd just have them on repeat, and the entire time I was just like, "Oh my god, please no!" But now, <laughs> like, I have almost all the albums myself. But if you actually want to go like first album that influenced me it was when I was I was probably 13 I got Faith No More is the real thing oh yeah Faith No More that's a deep cut (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was the very first CD I got to like I had it on cassette and then when that is so specific was Was it BMG or Columbia yeah Columbia going up and they would mail you like 13 CDs for a penny yeah, just so it's basically an audio pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that was like the first CD I got of that. And I 
listen to it nonstop, which is funny because it's still a fun album, but I listen mm-hmm. to it now and I'm like, why did I like that so much? <laughs> so those are, those are probably my two craziest. All right. Uh, JD? Uh, for me, my musical influence is solely based on the fact that I hated all the music my dad listened to. And loved everything my mom listened to. When (laughs) she was my age, she listened to, like, Duran Duran and, like, all that, like, stuff. So, like, I guess, like, I inherited, like, what she enjoys. Like, I'm a huge, like, alternative rock fan. And I think, like, my first album that I really, really loved was the first All-American Rejects album. Whoa. I just listened to, like, nonstop. Is like that was that was swing. that was the self-titled, right? Yeah, swing, the All American Rejects. Yeah, swing, yeah, swing has you like got a swing, special swing. heart. One of the first what's songs the first I learned song? to play a guitar. Dern, dern, about as easy as Brains Do by Green Day. Dern, swing, swing, dern, dern. That song's annoying. Yeah, I know it is, especially when you play it. <laughs> yes, guitar. it is. <laughs> Let's just play these five chords for four minutes. <laughs> All right, continue, JD. Sorry. But yeah, I mean, that was, like, the first one that, like, it's solely, like, I really enjoyed them, and I guess I didn't understand, like, what genre they were, because I, like, heard about they them on the radio. That, yeah, that first album is all over the place. Yeah, and, I, like, yeah. it was on the radio, and I was like, oh, I like this music. Like, I, oh, I must like mainstream music. And then it turns <laughs> out I just really like alternative rock. They were, like, got not. the last song, right? No. I don't think so. Doesn't that first one have the last song? No. Mm-hmm. I can look it up. I have it on my Paper Heart, Swing Swing, Time Stand Still. Well, there he is. And the last song. Yes. Those yeah, are the good that, songs. That right song there. is super good. Yeah. I know. Those are all super, super awesome. I would yeah. say if I was younger, that's legit. <laughs> it's too legit it's, to quit, yo. It's so say. swag. I had that tape, too legit to quit. <laughs> <laughs> had it. Did you also have To the Extreme? Yes, that was actually oh. dad got that for me from BMG or Columbia House. <laughs> dad got you vanilla ices. No, he probably got it as the CD of the month and didn't want it. So he said, here, take this. Yeah, nobody wants that CD. Uh, I did, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have ninja rap on it, did it? No, but I got that soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah, you did. I listened to that a lot. <laughs> ninja, ninja rap. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> was it all right it was i'm sorry jd was there more no that's it okay all right sorry <laughs> uh and danny well i mean obviously i did have some of those same influences dave did growing up uh our dad was very much into the 80s hair metal and that type of stuff too uh i remember ugly kid joe like that cover <laughs> of uh kid yeah uh, Cats in the Cradle, and they had another song like Everything I Hate About You or something like that, and I was like, that song. I have to uh, ask. Cartoon of the Kid Flipping You Off. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> just to get a little inside baseball here, but uh, did you influence Dad or the other way around with like the modern rock, like Linkin Park at that time? I mean, because I remember For, seeing uh, on his iTunes, seeing that stuff, and I'm like, this can't be him. No, that's that was dad. Dad liked that stuff. Um, I remember dad was the one who told us about Alien Ant Farm. Uh, not me. <laughs> yeah. No, dad told me about Alien Ant Farm right before. It wasn't when that smooth criminal. It was song from came the movies. It was when, yeah, from movies when yeah. that song came out, and he was just like, "I heard this band on the radio on like because he would listen to the same radio stations we did one hundred two one, one hundred two point nine in Wisconsin, Laser one hundred three, and no, no, uh, that's the Hog. 
Yeah, now it's the hog. But what was 1021 that, uh, at the time? I don't that know was the best is. one. Now it's FM 1021 and it's just crap. Yeah, so that used to be a really great station, but now it's not. Uh, but uh, it's it's a lot too. of the music. I have a feeling that JD likes what Alien Ant Farm. No, no, no. This radio station that I'm talking about oh, plays yeah, a lot of music. Like, you would you like, like a lot of the stuff they play, probably oh. the 120. Yeah. Anyway, but um, <clears throat> so uh, Dad got me into them, but so I think a little bit because Dad bought me the album that influenced most of my teenage music stuff and that was really? when we went to the mall of america and i got thrice's the artist in the ambulance and i listened to it the whole way home how did and you know about it how did i know about it i found out about it uh from a commercial that aired on at the time much music okay uh, which then became fuse right uh, and they canadian played music at the time MTV. Uh, yeah canadian mtv basically but like still played good music um and i remember seeing an ad and at the time the single was all that's left um and i dug I remember that that, that that 20 second clip sounded. And so I grabbed that and that that song is misleading because the rest of that album is way heavier. And I hadn't really been into heavy music at that point. But that album directly contributed into my fascination with heavy music. We uh, so- sorry. Go ahead. I think the three of us minus you, Danny, were talking about like our favorite bands or mm-hmm. um, I think this was off recording when we were just talking uh, and I listed Thrice as my third favorite band of all time. Yeah. Thrice is incredible and stayed incredible throughout their entire career. And we'll, uh, for, for those listening, we'll play some music from some of our favorite stuff in case you maybe don't know these bands. Uh, like, I don't think Jenny or JD knew Thrice. I could be wrong when I said it. Nope. And I'm sure they're going to say bands I've never heard of. And I know Danny is. Um, and I will be boring and say Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> hey no, man, I, I out of the woods. That song's dope. No, I okay. Right All right, it's summer jam. <laughs> should we should we go guilty pleasure song since we're talking about Taylor Swift? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, if you're done, Danny, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your. No, no, no. I mean, like that, that was story. that was the start for me. Obviously, Dave knows my favorite band of all time is Coheed and Cambria. But the funniest story about that is that I didn't like Coheed and Cambria when I first heard them. <laughs> I couldn't stand them. I heard that uh, a Favor House Atlantic when that was being played again on Much Music all the time, and I was like, this is terrible. Like, th- I hate this. Why does this guy's I, voice sound like this? Fun I, fact, uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to see them. Uh, yeah, no. They are my favorite band of all time. I've met Claudio. Um, I've gone to a bunch of signings for him. I've only seen them once live, and that's because something would always get in the way. It was always like one of those things, mm-hmm. but they are and still remain to this day my favorite band of all time. And luckily, I've lucked out in that my favorite band of all time has never put out an album I didn't like. So now, they're a concept <laughs> band, right? Like they're the, every every song and every album is a story, and it's all part of the same story. And in fact, the the la- the album they released three years ago came in a deluxe version, which came with a book that told the story of the album, like a graphic that's novel, the first time or that. no, like an actual novel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I loved it. I loved the whole thing, <laughs> um, and it's really complicated and convoluted, and it's super sci-fi and weird. And there's characters named Mayo and um, Apollo and and uh, Abelina. Like it's just all over the place. And then there's also a character named Claudio. Um, you say those names like they should be strange, but it mm-hmm. sounds like I've also heard them on Battlestar Galactica. 
Yeah. You could have. I mean, it's sci-fi names. So, yeah. and then there's the concept of the whole key work and that's their logo. And I have that tattooed on my wrist, but I could go on about that for like ever. So uh, let's not, and we can move on. <laughs> All right. Let's do, before we talk about like our favorite albums and live shows, we got a lot to fill in an hour. And as we talked about before we started recording, I think we'll do this maybe every other month, a music episode. Uh, Cause there's lots of topics to talk about. Like Danny said before we can do, favorite covers uh we can go all over the place so we'll do this often uh there's lots of geeking out about bands and music so i think it'll be a lot of fun um i know a few of us have or still do perform uh live like i know he's not with us tonight but tom does a lot of karaoke and i guess he's really good (laughs) i do a lot of karaoke too i'm not gonna lie i've done a lot of karaoke I see on time. Instagram a lot. Jenny's boyfriend is in a band. Yes, three. And that seems very cool. I've listened to a couple <laughs> songs. Being in a band is cool. That's, that's like, that's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's good. That's nice. <laughs> you gonna work on it later? <laughs> uh, you guys would love them. Just huh? saying. I Who said we wouldn't? Would. Right. <laughs> I never said I wouldn't. I just I, Dave, what Dave said tonight. was weird. We are. I'm feeling it's a Sunday night that we're recording this, so I'm pretty yeah, relaxed after the fourth and everything. We're having a good time with everybody. I'm I on my like the fourth kicked my butt. <laughs> I didn't do anything. It was awesome. I played with my new kitten. That was about it. I, I went to the gym week. and watched Independence Day. Oh yeah, I mean you gotta Ooh. you gotta celebrate our, to the do. nation's hero. Dennis Quaid. I'm uh, sorry. Oh, what? Um, Dennis what's his name? Quaid? Randy Quaid? Okay, well, that's Randy a good Quaid. tie in, you Thank guys. You. Greatest soundtrack. Oh, oh sure. there before uh, Guilty Pleasure. Yeah, let's okay, do the let's soundtrack. Do guilty pleasure. Let's do soundtrack and then we'll do Guilty Pleasure. Oh, boy. All right. Um, does anybody want to start? Because I got to think about can, it. Oh, I can absolutely start. All right, go. Okay, so there's a lot of great soundtracks. Everybody knows that. But the best soundtrack of recent memory is the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Oh, yes. The best soundtrack from start to finish. Absolutely. Like, from start to finish, consistently, it is just a great mix of songs. And and it it feels like just a great playlist. But it also fits the movie. And it makes me think about the movie when I listen to it. And that's the best part about it. Good call. Even though those songs have nothing to do with it. It's it's a great soundtrack. What's the... Um, uh, What's a good song? I, my, my second, honestly, is Death Proof. Oh. That has a great soundtrack. It's got a lot it's, of, that'll have a lot of 70s songs, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, the Down in Mexico being my favorite of the whole soundtrack. You might want to say what Death Proof is for those that might oh, know. Oh, it's a, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, right. It was highly regarded as his worst movie, I believe, um, by a lot but of that people. That was, like, I liked it. The, they had a double feature. It was that and Planet Terror. Yeah, yeah that was the, the Grindhouse. Uh, Grindhouse. Grindhouse, yes. I like Planet Terror more. That was more fun. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. Death Proof was interesting, at least. I liked it. Uh, Death Proof was like, uh, who's the dude that's in that? Uh, that's um, Snake Plis- Pliskin. Yeah. Well, I, I can't think of his name. That's I almost said Kiefer Sutherland. last name. Pliskin. Snake Pliskin? Yeah. Pliskin. It's a weird last name. But uh, that's not his name. What is his name? <laughs> I can't think. Kurt of Russell. Kurt Russell, yes. <laughs> Kurt ah, yeah. Ruling Russell, you guys. Yes. Start this. It's Kurt Ruling Russell. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Sorry to offend. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's that's my two. That's my two favorites. Those are good ones. What about so you? Oh, I am Ghostbusters for sure. 
Uh, All right, so this this might give... I hated this movie so much, but the soundtrack is great. And then it's The Great Gatsby. Oh, no, The Great Gatsby. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that soundtrack was on. good. That yeah. had a really good soundtrack. Just terrible, terrible movie mm, that I no, did so not bad, like but, at all. But that man knows how to pick music for his films, for sure. That's Boz Lerman, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Boz Lerman. He knows what he's great. doing when he does that. Yeah. And it's a good album. I know this is like a recent movie, and this might be why it has such a good soundtrack, but I honestly think It Follows is just <laughs> yeah. has such good music. We're talking scores. Yeah, that's that's a really good one. Yeah, it has one of the best score, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we're doing score, I'm going to I, I was going to say, if we're doing yeah, score, Jurassic that changes Park. the whole plane. All right, now. so no, no score, just music. <laughs> I'll, st- I'll <laughs> no, stick I'm by Greg Gatsby. No, no score. score. Look what you've started. Look what you started? Right, here's my score. The good, the bad, and the yeah. ugly. Mm, I could put that on any day, all day. That is the best soundtrack, but it's all just score music. But, um... I, I'm torn on mine, actually, because I really, really, Natalie really, really, yeah, I really, 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 really like Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It's a Ooh, great it soundtrack. Um, That's but really good. I first I heard that in middle school before I saw the movie. Singles would have to go on there just because it's so nostalgic to me. Yeah, I mean, if we're doing that, the Breakfast Club soundtrack, too. That's a great That's soundtrack. Great. Breakfast. Yeah, the high fidelity Ooh, yes. soundtrack. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, Rushmore that's had a dang good one. Too. Rushmore. I mean, yeah. like every Wes Anderson movie has a great soundtrack, in my opinion. Garden uh, State the, was a good one too. Garden yes. State's a great soundtrack. Uh, Dave you know, likes that soundtrack, and he doesn't even really like that type of music. Usually, I hate that kind of music. Yeah, actually, but he likes that soundtrack because <laughs> it that's takes the me to the movie. Part in the yeah, movie, exactly. Though, is when she's sitting there. And she has the headphones on, and she's like, this song will change your life. And yeah. she puts oh, the, the headphones shins. on him, and it's yeah. just the shins. And I almost fell out of my seat in the theater. I saw that at the Seattle Film Festival, and I was just like, they're playing the shins! <laughs> oh, yeah, then uh, the Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Vine soundtrack's pretty good, too. Oh, that's I was just about to say that. You know, yeah. what's disturbing is the collection of good bands on the Twilight soundtrack. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's like, it's not fair. Yeah. The, Sorry. Was it Death Cab or Ben Gibbard? One of the two. One, he did one the one them. on New Moon, I think. Like Meet Me at the Equinox or whatever. Oh, oh stop! Awesome Death yeah. Cab for Cutie is so good. Um, I have, I have such a crush on Ben Gibbard. <laughs> He's adorable. Uh, Information travels faster in the modern age. So my favorite. Nobody. S- oh man. <laughs> my favorite score is Jurassic Park. Uh, my favorite sound. <laughs> my favorite band is the Beatles, and my favorite movie is The Godfather, and my favorite book is the Bible. Whoa! Oh my God. <laughs> Weird. <Wow>. <laughs> Zero <laughs> to one hundred. So quick. yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like picking a John Williams score is kind of, you know, it's great, but it's also it's pretty, it's pretty unaffecting. I'm sorry. Wow. I No, but like I, what, like what? I, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but like what? What is? What is it about that does it for you? The feelings it invokes, really? Like, so what? What kind? Of, what feelings does it invoke, though? Nostalgia. I'm not, I'm not trying. To, I, okay, All right. Jeez, I'm just curious. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm gonna analyze your next selection. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my my soundtrack would be Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes. Oh, how have I not said yes. that already? <laughs> I forgot about that. And just that. a little throwback. They do a 
lot of little steals off of Queen's soundtrack for Flash Gordon. <laughs> Just saying. Queen soundtrack for Highlander. We're not even uh, ruined it. <laughs> hey. uh, <laughs> oh man, do you want to live forever? All right, so soundtracks, good choice. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's do guilty pleasures. Something you're ashamed to admit that you like. Um, Peter Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it out there. I'm not ashamed. That was quick. But so you're ashamed, but you're not ashamed that you're ashamed. I'm, I'm, I should be ashamed, yeah, but I will share it with pride. That's fair. Well, yeah, okay. I get that. Um, anybody else ready? I'm ready, but I just don't know if you guys are ready for me. Oh, we're ready. <laughs> oh, do you do want it. me to go? Because it's terrifying. Yeah, it's you terrifying. Go. Uh, I'll are say. You, are you going to say Michelle Branch? No, I'm not ashamed of that at all. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Honestly. I love Michelle Branch. The Spirit Room. That's a great album. That's great album. So, you know what? It's so good. So good. Um, Especially no. with the Buffy version of that so one. So good. Just so good. <laughs> That's the second <laughs> album, Danny. Hmm? The second album. Song. I can't do that one. Sorry. That song is on the second album. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's on the first. You're right. Oh, anyway, oh, come on. Uh, come on, tell me, tell me, because I have no clue who Michelle Branch is, so I need to know who your guilty pleasure. Oh, My you guilty know pleasure song. is. Everywhere. I have two. One full album. Oh, pretty much full album. The Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Oh, that's right. You do Bos- own that. Bos- Bos- Lerman, yeah. Yep, he's really good yeah. at soundtrack. But yeah. I mean, not good at movies. Nicole Kidman's great, <laughs> and Ewan McGregor's great. They play one of those songs at work at my Starbucks. That's a shame. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is, though. And recently, there's one song I like, and I hate that I like it. And I've I've already mentioned her name. It's a Taylor Swift song. Bad Bloods? Used to be no. Bad. Uh, that's <laughs> Styles' song. Oh, God, no. It's so 80s. I, I like it. But that's it. Damn it. I feel so... I feel so out of the loop in these conversations because I, I honestly don't know much about popular music. I but don't. Yeah, you just said it's... popular music. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a blessing, Jenny. <laughs> right. Blessing. Yeah, honestly, you you're not missing Put much. Up your dukes, man. <laughs> like, it's like, it, honestly, pop music right now is circling itself. It is, it, like, every song is a reference to another song, it feels like, and it seems like you need to know the reference to even appreciate the song without thinking it's just completely terrible. Okay, you want to um, know what, you want to know what one makes me so ticked off every time I hear it, is that uh, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? That they don't play that song anymore, luckily, because that song yeah. is from 2008, I think. <laughs> well, what? because they need to stop it's... playing it because it's a straight ripoff of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Don't You Wish Your Boyfriend Was Swass Like Me. It is the exact same freaking song, and nobody well, then, shows any love to Sir Mix-a-Lot. Then you're going to have a problem with Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I like how you said the name Nicki Minaj. If you played me a Rihanna song right now, I don't think I could tell you who it is. Disturbia. You would know Rihanna Rihanna song. Yeah, Disturbia's the bomb. Yeah, you would know Rihanna because she's in movies and she's like a Christian Dior model. You know, like I I know who she is. Really, you know her as that? Like I know Rihanna as Umbrella. I I know she's a singer. I know her as someone who likes S and M a lot. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Whips and chains excite her. Straight up it's saying lyrics for her music. Learning, in the song. <laughs> yeah, There's nothing funnier like, than just saying pop lyrics. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm a totally music stop, but I, I yeah, don't Billie Jean is not my lover. The, the modern <laughs> stuff. I, uh, I only know like the stuff I hear like first you hand. You have to try harder, Jenny. That's you all live I in tell so. you. I know. It's it's weird stuff. Better. You just have to. You, you live in to LA. A bunch of really bad watch, stuff to get to. Yeah, I guess so. I don't even it's know just... where to find it. Like everybody goes, <laughs> oh, the Here. new. You want help? Taylor Swift song so awesome. I'm <clears throat> never in a situation where I can encounter. Jenny, this is this is easy. This is this how is easy. I got it. I got my appreciation of pop music through road trips because eventually you have to start. You just have to listen to the radio. So you just put on whatever, and sometimes there's a good song. And you can appreciate it just because it's not terrible. And you, you live in LA. That's like pop radio central. I don't listen to. I listen to KEXP from Seattle on my phone using the app. Like, well, see, you drive. You're in the car LA. a lot. Just throw I'm on a pop radio. Car, but I never listen to the local radio stations because they all suck so well, bad. That's that's <laughs> true everywhere. Yeah, that's so not I never listen to them. Wrong. I mean, there's Jax FM, but all that all Jax is is if they take any song that they could get some rights to and they put it on a shuffle playlist. So every time I turn it on, I hear Journey and then I hear <laughs> Adele and then I hear Journey again and then I might hear an ACDC song. Sounds See, good. I don't listen to it. That I, sounds I about right, honestly. Except for Adele, I'm on board. I the, recommend you do one of two things, Jenny. Either get iHeartRadio or Pandora. Or you can get not Pandora. You can get XM, which is a lot bigger music variety than well, you would like. Yeah, there's a well, whole station. Guys, I've got I've got Apple Music. I've got Apple Radio. I've got Spotify. I've got all those. Oh, just, but I just only, every once in a while check the, check the chart. I like so I start a playlist of something that I already like. So, well, yeah, see, that's I, the honestly, thing. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're not hearing the there's, pop music is because you're not. Uh, I'm not exposed to it at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're yeah, right. You're not exposing yourself to it, which is a positive. Trust me. Yeah, you're not missing anything. But I feel, I feel there are times I get in conversations with people, and I'm like, I'm I'm the odd one out. I have no. But they're not there. great conversations. <laughs> well, unless they're unless they're criticizing it, then she okay, can't so, chime in. Yeah, exactly. And then you can just lie, and be like, yeah, that's so bad. I hate her. It's <laughs> right. Terrible. I should it's hate it, so I do. Yeah. yeah, like, everybody talks about Drake in my office, too. I'm like, I have no clue who Drake is. There's no reason to talk about Drake. He's, He's an so actor from Degrassi. Drake about. is Jimmy. He was in the wheelchair for Degrassi. Mm-hmm. That's all you need That's to know. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah, literally, and if it's too late, you're something something else. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> something about being also, too late. Uh, just hold on, we're going home. There you go. How do uh, you guys get your music? Like, where, what? Well, let's, how hang do you on. get new music? Well, we'll answer that. Who still has to answer the guilty pleasure one? I haven't yeah. answered it yet. Yeah. Oh. Uh, all right, we'll work our way to JD, because it's going to hurt, I think. Danny. Um, I unabashedly love all journey. All journey. Doesn't matter. That's all funny. journey. Yeah, all so journey. Every. I'm not going to sing in journey. Jump through this computer. At I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it to you. But I also, I would say that the other one is Fallout Boy. I'm still not understanding why Journey is a bad thing. Well, no, I get a lot of criticism for liking Journey. All Journey. Bad stuff. Yeah, they've made a lot of bad songs, and I like all of them anyway. It's also cool to hate on Journey because everyone likes like three songs, so people are like, "Wow, Journey sucks." That's yeah, and they, don't, and they don't even know how good Journey can be. Journey's like, pretty awesome. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop. 
Oh man, are we recapping a season right now? <laughs> it's a different journey song. Not this journey song, guys. Huh? It's actually not a journey song. It's a Kansas song, Dave. Well, they played Journey too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have. Yes. All right. Oh, but okay, so if I'm going real guilty pleasure, Fall Out Boy for sure. Like I, I have really mixed feelings about Fall Out Boy because Fall Out Boy was a band that I really, really liked, and they were putting out cool stuff that was good, and then they just stopped doing that. <laughs> How do you like the hard. new album? It's terrible, and so is the one right before it too. It's not even a band anymore. Like they're being, they're just like it's so facetious and fake for me. Like it doesn't sound good. Patrick hasn't been intelligible since like. Fully outdo, and he was barely a ton, like intelligible on that. Um, what do you and, mean intelligible? Like his vocals, like he. I used to be able to understand every word he sang, and then they did. Uh, it slowly got worse. Uh, it started getting worse on. Um, what was the first big album they put out? What was that one called? From Under the Cork Tree. With like some of the some of the some of the, like the the runs for his vocals and Sugar were going down and stuff, Ugh. and then Infinity on High is just a terrible album in, in my opinion. Only I, I do is a step up for me. I really like the that biggest one. problem. I think with their new stuff is that they rip like they rip off a lot of old stuff. Like the, it's also just not a they're not a band anymore. Like it just feels like they're a cover band. Yeah, it's That's basically it like like that song. What is it? Um. What's the centuries? That's not a yeah. Fallout Boy it's, song. That is a terrible Tom's song. Diner. It's yeah, Tom's it's, Diner. Do you, uh, to, Jenny? Do you have any idea what they're talking about? Kind of, sort of, but I don't know <laughs> Fallout Boy that well. But I, I'm so, understanding the references. I have such a vivid memory of not being able to find "Take This to Your Grave," which is their first full length they put out, um, and, and loving it, and it being like one of the best produced albums I've ever heard. The bass sound on that is incredible. Did you have that on vinyl? every song? I didn't get it on vinyl, but I couldn't find the actual CD for it anywhere. Me and Dad looked at every mall in Wisconsin, basically, and none of them had it. What is happening right now? This, yeah, that's, 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 oh, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, uh, like, it's such a bummer. And I'll go, like, play. Can you play, like, please, Dave? Like, this is Fall Out Boy now. Can you play, um, can you play Honorable Mention? Off of Fall Out Boy's Evening Out with Your Girl. Fall Out Boy has a chick singer? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> is that who's playing? Is it's that a boy. That's, that no. that's, yeah, that's like a... That's a, that's a guy. No, 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 wow, the beginning part. Okay, so this is what Fall Out Boy used to sound like. I this love is their this. first... This I don't is even know the first song on their first album. It's not even a full length. It's nine songs long. Well, the Patrick ninth song... didn't even play guitar yet. He only sang. They had some random drummer... It was. They're so good on this album, though. Like you can see what they're gonna become. Well, see, I don't like this. <laughs> I forgot how high his voice got. Yeah, and you can understand what he's saying. Wow. And this is when he wrote lyrics too. Pete didn't write the lyrics, so they weren't like over dramatic and ridiculous. They were fun. Pete's a d bag. Yeah, he is, and he's just gotten worse. Like, I, I need him to stop doing spoken word poetry on his goddamn albums. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, like, it drives me nuts. <laughs> swear jar. Swear jar. Swear <laughs> jar. For sure. But, like, it's how I feel. Like, he needs to stop. <laughs> it's not the hardcore band anymore. It's not acceptable. <clears throat> this is so good. It has a John Cusack reference in it. All right. Sorry. Well, Let's the ninth song is called Pat, uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. That's amazing. Yeah. Just the and, title. And, yeah, and Pretty in Punk. It's perfect. Such a good album. I don't know. I liked 
Anyway, we're talking a lot about Fall Out Boy. All right, JD. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. So I have like a trifecta of like <laughs> people who I love to listen to, but I just feel terrible doing it. And it's Kesha, Lady Gaga, and Lana Del Rey. Like, <laughs> I don't feel bad about any of those. I don't I... know the third one. You don't know what? Lana Del Rey. No, you don't know Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. You don't, do you know her from the whole SNL incident? Give me a song to play. Uh, video, uh, video uh, games. Video games. Video games. It's good. Or summertime sadness. <laughs> uh, summertime sadness. It's. I don't know. It's just like those Is three. That that like, one, what's the one? Will you still love me when I'm young and beautiful? That, old. That's and yeah. That song kind of makes me sad. Yeah, will you it's still really depressing. Love me when I'm no longer young. And beautiful. Let's there just have go. JD sing the song. Yeah, that was beautiful, JD. That, oh, it was so good. Yeah, so, I know, right? But yeah, like I don't know. I just feel, I just feel like stereotypical. That I'm like, oh my god, I love Lady Gaga, Kesha, and Lana Del Rey. No, so I'm just like, I can't. Like, I can't I, tell anyone. I can appreciate it because they're doing something at least. Like, I can appreciate that Timber song. That's kind of fun. And 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 I don't hate Kesha. She's very tongue in cheek at the very least. Like I don't I don't believe that she, she's very sincere about most of the things she's singing about, which the is helpful because they're like, terrible. Kesha's actually like a really like deep person who so is Lady really Gaga. Cares. Like Lady Gaga is a classically trained pianist, and okay. she's amazing at it. I'm gonna like, jump in. I'm gonna yeah. jump into this conversation because I feel like I can jump into this conversation. She's named after Queen song, by the way, which is you, you gotta appreciate that. I can't stand because I hate super over the top theatrical music. Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it's good. I do not like Lady Gaga, but I can totally respect her because she is freaking talented and she's amazing. I wish she didn't have all the makeup and the crazy stuff, and she actually well, was just her voice and a piano. She has toned I that could, down. Recently. I could listen to yeah, her she's just more singing normal. on a piano until my head falls off. It's and most of her shows her are new bad. album with her and but, Tony yeah. Benet, right? Wasn't that? But Sia, I think Sia that, is that's like what that I meant. Tony like, I, I, I develop a love for Sia because I think all her music is very... Oh, is, this, is she the Sia chandelier? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so can I tell a story about that song real quick? Did anybody chandelier? watch that show? Yes. Yeah, could, did anybody watch that show Selfie? No. Okay, so Selfie was a show that starred John Cho and Karen Gillian from Doctor Who. Um, and it's a terrible uh-huh. name, but it was actually pretty funny. It was pretty well written, and everything that was happening within it mostly made fun of the type of person who would say and name a television show Selfie. So, yeah. um, and the main character is John Cho. It's not the terrible Karen Gillian character, really. Um, so for, there's like eight episodes of it, and it's pretty funny most of the time. There's some misses. Um, yeah, so this is the song. Um, in the eighth episode, I think, and it's all on Hulu. It got canceled, by the way. It did not continue. Um, um, Karen Gillian does karaoke at a bar and sings this song, and it is horrifying. Like, embarrassing. Because of how bad bad. she is? It's just hard to watch, because she's like... uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but, like, watching it made me nauseous. Is it meant to be bad? I don't think so, and that's the problem. <laughs> but like, this song is genuinely pretty good. Like, it's it's very catchy. This is yeah. one I've never. Elastic Heart is better. What's the one? There's Shia also LaBeouf other... is in this video. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf's in the video. Yes. <laughs> it's one of those reasons why even I want it. How much I want to hate Shia LaBeouf 
like I'm starting to like him. And he's I blame Sia. really hard. Well, he's he's doing exactly what he should do for people to like him. Yeah. He's buying into the joke. I think right. he's been buying into the joke since he did that thing on SNL with that look where he did the Lonely Island song where they didn't wear pants. <laughs> did you ever see that one? I'm not going to talk no. anymore. <laughs> Your references are, are failing. Watch it after this. So, all right, we're all cool. Set. It's pretty funny. All right, so that's everybody's guilty pleasures. Uh, guilty pleasures. Uh, Jenny, what did you want us to talk about? I don't remember. How we find good music? Yeah. Oh, how do you how find? Do you... How do you find the music you listen to? All right. So I am a firm believer that YouTube is a great, very, very good place to find good music. And sometimes there's, like, people who are like, oh, if you like this song, go check this band out. And, like, it'll just spiral. And, like, I'll, like, start listening to Phoenix, and I found, like, Atlas Genius that way because they have similar sounds. And, like, just a lot of good bands have literally just been by just, like, perusing music. Nice. Um, I... I used to listen to satellite radio and I would just listen to those radio stations and hear songs I've never heard before because regular radio doesn't play them. Yeah. That's a and so that was one way. Then, you know, stuff like Spotify and Pandora and stuff like that, they would, I would just put on a band I like, and then it would play the bands that are similar to it. And I'd find bands that way. Uh, or I asked Danny. <laughs> 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 that's only just because i know what you like Perfect. that's not that's not like because i'm that great at it but um uh i use a website that i've used since like 2005 called last fm um and that logs every play that i do through itunes my iphone and everything and does statistics and base basically analyzes that and compares it to bands that other people listen to that are similar to that um and then i go from there and go down rabbit holes for extended periods of time i also like to try to find um music blogs I like that are like reviews of bands I've never heard of. So I take, I take like a genre and then I try to find a blog that only writes about that genre. And then do I just, do rabbit hole. Do you hmm? just Google search? Like, yeah. I like, if blogs? I find one band I like, like I go down Bandcamp. like Bandcamp is a great website for independent artists. It's like probably one of the best you can use at the moment. Cause you can upload any of your music and immediately sell it to people. Um, <clears throat> And it goes right to you. It doesn't go to anybody else, basically. I think Bandcamp yeah, is a little bit. I've actually, my, my boyfriend uses that with his band. And he, he found one now that you can link to other things. And they'll put you on, like, like if you hear a song, it could, you can Shazam it. And it's all, yeah. like, I think originated through Bandcamp. Pretty yeah, awesome. Bandcamp's great. Yeah, I found lots of cool stuff on there. And it allows a lot of bands to do cool things for their fans that they couldn't do normally, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's the stuff I do. So if I basically my favorite thing to do is pick one band that I'm like really into at that moment and then just try to find bands they've toured with and see if I like them. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you don't. That's a good way too. <laughs> yeah, because usually it's like they don't bands don't always take out bands that sound like them. Um, they usually just take people they like. So sometimes they get you get some cool lineups like uh, I, I really wanted to go see that Coheed and Cambria Soundgarden tour because that's a crazy oh, weird lineup. Weird. Yeah, they did that. That was before the bass player Coheed got arrested for pills. <laughs> stealing roll. pills. That happened in Boston. <laughs> Sounds like rock and roll. <laughs> good times. Good times. Oh, oh, am I up? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, am I up? Is it this me? Is it me? 
You're the one. Oh, it's your yeah. question. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I should answer. Um, I've kind of got three outlets. One is my brother. My brother lives up in Seattle, and he'll he we have similar tastes in music. So I'll just get, you know, downloads sent to me from iTunes, or he'll pick up a CD at, at a show and mail it to me and go, you'll love these guys. And it's always just, you know, small Seattle bands, so that's always awesome. Um, and then, uh, he gives me all the reviews too. Like, but we do hit heads cause he's a huge radio head fan. I'm not so much. So I always get that little bit of nervousness. So that's a good part of mine. And then, um, on a similar note, I see a lot of shows up here. So if I see a band that I like, I start following them and then bands always kind of follow each other. So if you like one band, they're going to have bands that they play frequently with that's similar in music. And then I start following their bands and it just, it's kind of like a cascade motion where you just, it gets a bigger and bigger family because you found one band you like locally. Right. That That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like the best way to go about finding good bands is like yeah, find one band you like and just see who they like to play with. Cause that's right, usually right. a pretty good companion piece. Yeah. I mean, some of the, I met this guy shortly after I moved here that plays in, in um, LA all the time and started seeing him and I, oh, I oh not even that. There's there's this guy Greg Laswell and he his music's in a lot of TV shows and such and I found him and I was like oh this guy's cool and he'd play around LA and then other bands would play with them and then I started seeing those other bands and it's one of them that they're just like well if you like this guy you'd love this guy it's the best I mean most of my music collection is because of one guy you know and just it just kept growing because that guy knew this band and that band and it was awesome. But then my other total guilty pleasure is KXP from Seattle. It's uh, it, they call it listen uh, listener powered radio. It's a nonprofit radio station up in Seattle. All the money is just donations, so you don't really get commercials. But every three or four months, you got a donation drive that you got to. Oh yeah, pledge drives. What? <laughs> yeah, but it's the DJs on that station are off the hook amazing. And their live performances that, J.D., you would just YouTube KXP performances. KXP. You would go absolutely we'll go. berserk. But um, John Richards does the morning show, and he's genius. He, he'll have, like, a, a day that he just goes, like, it'll be Johnny Cash's birthday. So everything he plays, he'll play a ton of Johnny Cash, but then he'll play artists that were influenced by Johnny Cash. And he makes it work. I mean, it's the only radio station where you can go from Slayer to Emmylou Harris and it work. You know, it's there's not, not enough of that, like curated right? radio, like really curated. Like, like I'm gonna plan out a thing and like a lecture around it and like a theme and spend hours planning it. Clearly, like nobody yeah, does that enough anymore, and it's it's John, sad. John Richards is probably my favorite DJ of all time. I mean, there's also, I mean, the whole station is cool. Like there's Cheryl Waters and all them. They're all great DJs, but his morning show is insanity when it comes to how well thought out the playlists are. And they do, the radio station itself does awesome stuff. Like during the week, you've got different shows and they're usually when I'm driving home. So there's like shake the shack or swing indoors. Shake the shack is, um, is more like Bayou blues, kind of that country twang, but very Louisiana feel. 
And then Swingin' Doors is more like the Nashville, like country music feel, but they play really raw stuff where it's not, you know, it's not your grand grandpa's, you know, type music. And it's not that horrible stuff called pop country. It's good traditional country music, but it's amazing. But then at night they have like Sonic Reducer, which is just local Seattle bands. They have a whole heavy metal night. Um, they have just these different shows. I think on Friday nights they do, um, they get guest DJs in. And the the Ben Gibbard one was awesome. He started at midnight, went to one o'clock, and Ben Gibbard just played songs for an hour. Like it, it's the coolest radio station. But a good portion of my my iTunes is because I'm driving to work, and they're like, found this band. They sent me an EP. They're gonna come into the studios, check them out, and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, that song is amazing. <laughs> so that's I highly recommend it. Alrighty. <clears throat> Uh, well, let's see. What else can we talk about? Uh, do you want to go into our favorite bands, or we haven't done that yet? Yes. Well, when we do that, um, do we want to do just one, or top five, three? Do three. Three is like a, three good, is number. a good number. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but you have to tell why you like them. Because and a lot of times I, you guys just name bands, and I'm like, I have no clue who these are. Oh, so you easy. have to sell me. Yeah, no problem. And I want to hear one song out of from those bands, and I'll play it while you're talking. Make sense? All right, who's going yeah, first? No, yes. this is good. This is like a game now. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jenny, hey, I'm trying to keep the go. energy up. Let's do this. Yes. All right. So give me one song. My first band. Wait. Give me one song first. I know. One sec. Or bands. What are we doing? Bands. Okay. But you have to give you a song. Okay. You need From to one play of those three bands. Yep. Believe Moon Version by The Bravery. I know that band. Yes, that, that is. Too. It was one an awesome of thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just log out of the podcast now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, so my favorite band of all time is The Killers just because it was one of the very first albums my mom introduced me to. And I hot think fuss. it's like, what? Hot, uh, or hot Fuss? Hot Fuss, yes. Yeah. Yes, that was like, it came out right around the time where I was like discovering what kind of music I like. And it just, like, it propelled my love for music so much. And I just remember playing it on Guitar Hero. So... Or was it maybe Rock Band? I played it on something, and it was just perfect. Uh, my second favorite band is Beck. He is just... Everyone's heard of Beck, correct? Yes. Yes. Do I need to explain why he's perfect? Yes. No, but can I ask, um, which yes. era of Beck do you prefer? Because he's had many phases. I like his more electronic stuff. Okay, so like Guerlito and like that kind Gamma of Ray, stuff like that. That's yeah. I'm that's the information. Like, no, what was that? What was that one called? Is that what it was called? What was the one after Guerlito? Um, Aquero. I don't. I don't know all of his music. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Right. I, I'm firmly <laughs> in like his like electronica phase, and yeah. while I still like what he is now, I I absolutely love his new single Dreams. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's insane. But, and then my last favorite band is Bravery, which saddens me because I'll never get to see them ever. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I know that pain. What happened to Bravery? They broke up like 2010. Well, they never broke up. Not 2010. They broke up like 2012. And while they didn't break up, they're just like, we're not making music or ever getting back together. Ugh, I, hate I was that. like, this is so sad. Because I just found out I love them so much and they're so good. <laughs> that's the worst finding a band yeah. that's already broken up or. Yep. Or, or is it like about to? Like you yeah. find out right when, like right when they break up. That just happened with Life on Repeat. They released two oh. albums and they were both great and then they broke up. It was yes. such a bummer. They broke up before the second album even came out. That's anyway. disappointing. Uh, that's the worst. Yeah. So they didn't tour at all. They were just like, nope. Yeah. And they put out a great album too, so I, I would have definitely yeah. gone to, at least tried to see them. Their second album's better than their first. No, that first one's great, but that second album is great too. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's, that's just my opinion. Cool. I'm sorry, JD. Oh, I said that is my top three. Legit. As the kids say. Um, yeah. All right. Jenny? Ooh. Um, song first. So you need a song first, right? Yeah. Hold On by Tom Waits. Tom Waits is the most amazing man on the planet. So he's my top. Hands down. No argument. Done. Plus that song is on Neil Variations, which is the weirdest album you'll ever buy. Because it goes from really nice, slow, beautiful, romantic songs to it sounds like he's singing into a wall. But he's amazing. Um, if you haven't listened to Tom Waits, definitely pick up um, Closing Time. It was done, I think, in the early 70s, late 70s. Is that the Closing Time, Finish Your Whiskey or Beer? No. <laughs> that no. was Semisonic. That was yeah, uh, also the, the speech our valedictorian closed his, his speech with. That is Lyrics. hilarious. <laughs> yes. That is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it, it, closing time is definitely one you want to have on a vinyl. And just if you're if you're writing or drawing or anything like that, it's great. Just background. It's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. But Tom Waits is so all over the place. He is like the ultimate artist. He goes from the most beautiful romantic songs to the weirdest shit ever. <laughs> Thing in the curse jar. It's bizarre. There, some of his songs are so weird that... He's got some weird songs. He, What's the one that's bizarre. like Skeleton Bone Graveyard or whatever? What's that album oh. that's like super duper crazy? Well, Mule Warriors oh. has a ton in it, but any of his new... Bad As Me has a lot of really freaking weird stuff on it as well. Um, but the Austin City Limits that Tom Waits did in, I think it was like 78, is beautiful. Like, definitely check that out, too. So Tom Waits would be my number one all-time mic drop, hands down. You can hear the song, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good. I'm enjoying the song. All right. It is. It's soothing. Beautiful. Yes. Um, and that's the best part about Tom Waits is he can go back and forth like that. Because his weird stuff, like, I cannot stress how weird his weird stuff could get. Like, Well, he's like, just weird in general. I mean, He goes into, like, noise weird. territory. Like, just, like, straight oh. up, just, like, crazy droning stuff sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I want to get it. There's a, there's a book that came out a couple years ago um, from the Hollywood days. So when him and a bunch of, like, kind of the beatniks of Hollywood, um, when he was young, they would just take photos around you know sunset like the tropicana um hotel and such there's a book of just this photographer 
photographer just took old pictures of Tom Waits before anybody ever knew him. It's it's one of those you just want to frame the photos. This is didn't maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm just reading these YouTube comments. Emily Kinney from Walking Dead saying this. Yeah, she on an episode this on one of the Walking Dead episodes. Is it the one she, spoiler alert, died on? Uh, no, it's the one, I want to say it's the one where they're in, they burn There's the Is it when they're in the prison? Yeah, I thought it was in the prison. She started, like, singing and, like, oh, yeah. And stuff. Yeah, the, the lyrics are, are gorgeous. And Tom Waits yeah. writes amazing songs. I'm just going to say it again. Tom Waits, <laughs> OMG, he's fabulous. We got you. You love me some Tom Waits. It's on the record. Uh, we got you. Amazing. Um... My other, my other two. That's a tough one because um, I always have to throw in Waylon Jennings because it's just honky tonk awesome. But um, I would did you see say, the, did you see this tour that uh, his son did, just playing all of his dad's songs? Oh my gosh, Shooter Jennings is awesome. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, a very different way, but also good. Well, a lot of the a lot of the old country singers, their children do amazing things. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't Hank Shooter Jennings so play? Got, his dad in a movie? Yeah, yeah, he played it in um, Walk, Walk the Line. Walk the Line? That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was Shooter Jennings. Um, so you've got, it's weird because you've got Shooter Jennings does Waylon Jennings songs. Then you had, you know, Hank Williams, and you had Hank Williams Jr., which <laughs> I could take or leave Hank Williams Jr., but Hank 3 sounds exactly like his grandfather. It's creepy, and, and Hank 3 is... He's so raw that he's hip. Like he's he's modern, but he's old timey. Like Hank Three is amazing. Plus he's like weird. He's like all tatted up, but he still wears like the suit and tie. Like you'd see him on the Grand Ole Opry. It's bizarre. Um, I think okay. So my third one, and this is where I get all weird because now I'm on this like kick that I'm into this kind of music genre. So I want to say like. <laughs> 13th Floor Elevator with Rocky Erickson would be my next third, but then I kind of have to go to, like, my roots, and and I'm saying this with a disclaimer. The roots? Yeah, the roots are awesome. <laughs> um, but I w- I'm going to throw Modest Mouse in there, but All I'm right. only going to go Modest Mouse up until the end of Moon and Antarctica. Anything oh. after Moon and Antarctica, I don't want a thing to do with, but everything What's Moon your... and Antarctica before is amazing. Yeah. But what's your favorite of that? Of the albums or of the yeah, songs? of those ones of those era, like your favorite song of that era? Uh, of Modest Mouse era, um, Never Any Math Equation. It's my all-time favorite good. song. That's a good there's, one. There's so much good Modest Mouse. It's unfortunate. There is. There's been Isaac a lot of great recent not good Modest well, Mouse. Here's here's okay. I'm gonna give you my my rundown because I do love me some Isaac Brock and the Modest Mouse boys. But here's where mm-hmm. I think they went drastically wrong. What used to make Modest Mouse great was they were simple, but their melodies had so many layers to it. And the the lyrics were just angry, but passionate. And they were, it was awesome. Oh, Once yeah. The Moon in Antarctica like, is a, the saddest album I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Moon in Antarctica <laughs> is... Well, even The Fruit That Ate Itself is amazing. And this yeah. is a long drive. I used to drive from Seattle to Montana all the time to visit my dad. And we used to play long drive album over and over again and you can't go wrong with it it's so good but what happened is like they 
Float On was a fun song. I'm not going to discount them. That's her biggest song. It was mm-hmm. fun. But they got Johnny Mars in the band, and I think they lost their direction after that. I know Johnny, Johnny Mars, Mars is no of, of the Smiths. Yes, yes. That's um, what I was thinking. I couldn't remember It was exactly. too much. We, I was when like, did he so join? Excited. What's that? When did he join? He joined right on the album that flowed on. Okay, on. so good, good news for people who love bad news. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't know that that was his first album. That kind of explains a lot about yeah, that album. Yeah, but it was. Yeah. It wasn't a totally bad album, but no, so it had good moments. Bukowski's good. Bukowski's uh, a fun song. Yeah, satin for co- like, satin for a coffin. Good stuff. But the the album that came out right after that sounded exactly like that album, and it yes, progressively it it's got it's overproduced. And I'm gonna say we saw them on the the float on tour, and I almost left during the show because they had two drummers. And they weren't even playing different things. They weren't, like, helping each other. It was just two drummers playing the exact same beat. Then you got Johnny Mars making love to his guitar. And, like, I, like, I didn't go oh. to a metal band. I, I wanted to see Modest Mouse. So mm-hmm. I left there going, well, great. At least we saw the Modest Mouse Orchestra. I, they need to get back to what made them cool. They need just simplistic music. And they're overcomplicated. That's what they keep promising with every album and not delivering, honestly. Like, they keep saying that they're going to go back and try to do a different type of sound, but they're not. Like, they just do the same thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like, they've proven that on. people like their sound. Like, yeah, true. But it's, it's not the same like, people who like their change... old sound. It's kind of weird. Yeah, But it's mm-hmm. like, why change what's not broken? Like, they have proven success. And I'm not saying they, like, I'm not like giving them a reason to like keep doing it because I feel like all bands should evolve over time and like change the sound a little bit, but like they're comfortable with what they're the, doing. You, you just nailed it on the head. Cause I, I think they have a huge amount of potential still, but they're comfortable with what they're doing right now. I would, I would relate their career to Wilco because everything Wilco has done since Yankee, uh, whatever. Fox. I can never remember the title. Yeah. That Is one. Yankee Fox um, yeah. Yeah. Everything they've done since that album has been basically the same album. Um, just, oh my gosh! It just so real quick, going. did you ever hear the um, the Mermaid albums, the the uh, Billy Bragg and Wilco albums? No, I never got There's those. Two of those, they're amazing. Okay, go get those like ASAP. Okay, I'll pick those up. But yeah, so I'm, I'm throwing Modest Mouse out in there because I still have high hopes. I still have a complete. And, they, and technically, they still have the iceberg problem. right now. Most of their career is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just don't like the last couple albums, which yeah. maybe they needed to do those albums to figure out where to go next, because I do like it. Well, freaking, I was just talking about Tom Waits. If mm-hmm. if somebody only hear, heard Orphans, then they'd be like, I can't believe you like this crap. <laughs> but there's songs like Hold On, there's songs like... It's like um, if the only Bob Dylan song you ever heard was Wiggle Wiggle. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, I ho- hope I don't fall in love with you and then compare it to, you know, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, I hope them the best and I want a good album, but I haven't liked the last couple, but I will put them on my top three. All right. Danny. Okay, cool. Uh, song to play devil in Jersey city by Coheed and Cambria. Going right away with the one I already mm-hmm. talked about, but I didn't really explain why I like them. So I did mention 
Dave brought up the the concept album part of them, which is an interesting part, and I did get into it just because of how much I liked it. But honestly, they're the first band whose just straight musicianship is what impressed me the most, and that started with that Thrice album. It was just like the such the, the precision and the uh, the pace and just the skillful playing um, just really impressed me, and just how spot on it is. And when you see Coheed and Cambria live, they're perfect. Like, just, like, there's not a missed note. Like, some things may be different compared to the album, but it's everything is exactly the way they want it to be. It's just an impressive display of control um, between four people. Like, it's crazy. Um, and, and and a prime example of that is that uh, Cody and Cambria on their fourth album had lost their drummer and their bass player at this point. They got a new one, um, and the drummer that they got was the drummer from the Dillinger Escape Plan. I don't know if anybody knows in this group. Wow. Knows Are they similar type of music? Or? No. The Dillinger Escape Plan is a math core band. They're an incredibly intense heavy metal band that plays ridiculous time signatures, and they actually got famous for no, for rolling dice to make time signatures for some. Uh, <laughs> well, he's a, a ridiculously talented drummer, and that shows like the level that this band plays at. Um so he joins the band at this point on their fourth album. He writes all the drums for this album, but he's still in a contract with the record label that that Dillinger Escape Plan is on. So he can't technically record the drums for the album. So they get the drummer from the Foo Fighters, Taylor, um, to record guy, all the drums in one day. So he is one of the greatest drummers. Like, if you're a drummer in the band Dave Grohl, the front man for you have to be awesome like you're <laughs> have, you have to be like the best drummer um, and he is an incredibly talented drummer if you put if you listen to that album the drumming on that album is so incredible and it's the first time because honestly if you listen to the early stuff their first drummer is he's tight like he's on and he's always on but he's he's boring and he's actually in the band again and it, it's kind of a bummer because um, I, I like the drumming that the guy from Dylan they brought to them um, but yeah uh I it took me a long time to get used to Claudio's voice. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, um, but now I love it. It's the best voice I've ever heard in my life. And can you believe this man smokes? <laughs> Your Tony DiCaprio like story is always like me trying to explain why I like the National. Like what do you I mean? hated the National. I'm like okay. the guy sounds like he's gonna slit his wrist at any moment, and he oh, just yeah, yeah. he's just like Ugh. it took me forever, and just one day. It, connected for some weird reason I just like I kind of like this song and now I have all the albums and I can't Did listen to movie all in a row like I can't go on like a full national binge but I yeah. appreciate it they put out a movie right yeah but the movie's hilarious yeah I really want to see brother. it I heard it's real good yeah they hire his brother to be like their road manager but he's just like this bare metal slacker <laughs> I love it it's such a great idea bands out there yeah it's yeah. so good um okay so that's one that's definitely number one of all time for me I, it will always be i mean i only have one tattoo i wish i had more but it's it's the Cody and campia logo i've never presented it um so uh can i play can i just play the songs for the three bands dave can you find this one <laughs> okay okay cool uh, I'm pretty sure you have it. It's uh, The Melting Point of Wax by Thrice. <clears throat> this is a, this is still Coheed. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so Thrice, 
No, no, no. I know. I, I was just saying that because it kind of sounded like a new song started. Um, if people didn't know the song. Okay, cool. Um, so Thrice, uh, I mentioned, was the first band that got me into heavier music. Uh, this song is not a great example of this, but I thought this would be a song that people would really like. Um, it's more more of their poppy side. Um, this album is incredible from start to finish, and it goes all over the place. There's there's really melodic moments, and there's ridiculously heavy moments. Uh, there's a song right before this one called Paper Tigers that is the heaviest that would song. Be, that song would be my wrestling entrance music. <laughs> it is an incredibly oh. heavy song. It's probably one of the heaviest songs that Thrice ever wrote, uh, with the exclusion of probably the earth will shake at the end of that song on Bisu. It's pretty intense. Um, but I, I, I just, I'd never heard anything like this before. Like, just the combination of, I, at this point, I, I don't know, like, what was my music taste at this point? Like, I listened to pretty much everything, like, just as a product of my parents. Like, I wouldn't even think at this point that I would ever really define that I had any taste of music until I got this album. Which is unfortunate, because Dave and I met thrice, um, at a tour, and apparently, and, and, and the guitar player of Thrice, Tepe, um, is an incredible guitar player. He's super duper talented at everything he does. And uh, he was at the table, and I got really nervous, and I, I wanted to say more <laughs> to them, but I never did. And Dave mentioned it, and he's like, said that he would have wanted to talk to me, and it's one of the biggest regrets I have in my entire life. Um, and it haunts me to this day, and I still think about it. So, because <laughs> um, they're not a band anymore, and that bums me out, because I don't know that I'll ever get oh. to see him again. Um, and At least it, we got to see him the one time. I did get to see them one time. It was incredible, and that was my first uh, first time I ever got knocked out. <laughs> you got oh, knocked you out? I got knocked out. Yeah, that was during the song Paper Tigers that I mentioned before at the Taste of Chaos tour. Probably the best Taste of Chaos tour that there was. Um, it was like the second one. It wasn't the first one. There was Dredge, Thrice, uh, The Used, so I want to say. Probably. It was a heavier tour for Taste of Chaos than the one before it. Because I think the one before it was like My Chemical Romance and they used. But anyway, um, that tells you the type of music that I was into in high school, basically. Uh, um, and it hasn't really changed. The other day I sat down and thought about like, hey, like every album that I love came out in 2003. Uh, <laughs> that, so. that first My Chem album still holds up. Second. Well, yeah, right. It's the second My Chem album. <laughs> Their first so. mainstream album. Yes, yes. But not the, not the one that they wrote after 9-11 happened because they were inspired to be a band. Right, which is the weirdest story of a band becoming a band ever. Anyway, so the third one, um, I'm gonna go real heavy. Let's do this. Um, it's a good song though. Um, so it's 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 probably my favorite metal band of all time. It's a band called Every Time I Die, and it's not what you're gonna think it is, because uh, <laughs> that that name is really 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 terrible. Um, and they agree that it is. Along with the band Thrice, the, the band Thrice regrets ever being named Thrice apparently, because um, they came up with it in like high school. Um, so, Dave, can you play the song Werewolf by Every Time I Die? Um, so, Every Time I Die is a band from Buffalo, New York, um, and they're, like, southern rock metal. Um, I hated this band when I first heard them. This is another story about that. Like, I could not stand this band. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. And then one day it finally clicked. And they, 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 they it, it has no small part to do with uh, 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 a DVD that they put out, which I'm a fan. I don't know if anybody else is a fan of just DVDs. Uh, that's it. Fans put out, like, tour documentary DVDs. Uh, yeah. Some of them are really good. I, there's a lot of good ones, um, and every time I die, I put out a really good one that's mostly just them being idiots on camera, 
um, and it's called, um, I can't say it, if blank happens. Starts say it. Shit happens, that's the name of the DVD. Um, Spray jar. And, yeah, okay, fine. All right. You know that one. Yeah, that's not even fair, man. Um, so one of the coolest things about this band, and why I love this band for sure, is that the least lead singer Keith Buckley writes some of the best lyrics I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, in, in, in metal, that's really important for me because otherwise it's just grunting, um, and I get that. I really do. Like I understand what people don't like about metal most of the time, but like I, what, I, the stuff me, that I like in metal has. Can I interrupt hmm? you for a second? Sure. It's funny. The, you like this. I never can understand a word they say, and that's the reason why you don't like new Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I understand every single word he's saying. All right. <laughs> like, and I, it's not like I'm trying that right. hard, I think. I, I, maybe I obviously have an ear for it because I've listened to it for so long. But like, Sure. Um, so, like, like, I get that. And the lyrics are really important. Keith Buckley is a former English teacher. He has a major in, uh, in English literature. And, uh, and his lyrics are really, really good and very, very poetic and very interesting. Uh, a lot of Shakespeare references in them. Um, there's a one where he basically says, like... Um, uh, we're staring into the darkness, and the darkness looks back at us, um, stuff like that. And, like, just very, very, very interesting references and very interesting cultural observations through a perspective of drinking a lot. <laughs> so, I, it's just a lot of fun. Like, I, it's hard, it's hard for me to argue. What, rush. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, you know, and, and Canadianism. That also is the prison rush goes through. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that I'll never I wish I could lend people my ears to hear every time I die because what I hear is so good <laughs> I, I just it, it's hard for me to uh, quantify it in words I suppose okay yeah, that's, that's fair it. that's my top three alright I guess that's my turn yes yep. uh, is it my turn JD went yeah everybody won alright mm-hmm Yep, you're in the last one. Um, I was hoping he wouldn't say the band, but he did, so I'll say it too. Thrice. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I've already <sighs> mentioned it's one of my three favorite bands. Mm-hmm. And mine Never. is different reason than Danny's. It's the lead singer. Dustin. Dustin Kensery is like my, aside from Chester Bennington at Lincoln Park, uh, Dustin Kensery is my vocal, like, it's what I dream my voice to sound like. He's a beast. Um, so I'm going to play one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's not heavy. It's Red Sky. Oh, yeah. And it's an amazing song, so I'm going to play that now. Um, it's a very good showcase of what you're talking about in his voice. <clears throat> he does a good cover of Creep, I think. On his own. Yep. Yeah. He does a lot of covers. I'll try to play that one. He has uh, a solo career. Thrice broke up because he wanted to start doing Christian music. Well, a lot of their lyrics in Thrice, that's what I was going to say, are very spiritual. Yeah, no, they are, definitely. They, they've, um, they've always acknowledged that. Maybe not necessarily Christian, but no. just spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, Visu. A lot of Visu has that on it. This yeah. is off that album. Uh, aren't two of the band brothers, too? Yes, the drummer and the the the, the whole rhythm section. The yeah. drummer and the, uh, the bass player are brothers. The Breckenridge, right. as they call themselves. Riley and, um, what's the other one's name? I can't forget, but they're hilarious. Anyway. That Thrice DVD. Yes, that's a really good, good one too. Uh, the reason I like Thrice so much is I kind of—it's going to sound stupid—and he's actually on the show. It's something I share with my brother. Um, this band, he introduced me to it. Although I've seen commercials for the the CD that he was talking about, the Arson so Ambulance. Good. I forgot how good this is. 
It's a great song. Um, the commercials for that CD was on Fuse or Much Music all the time, so I'd mm-hmm. hear it, and then the video for one of the songs was like a copy machine. Yeah, it was like, their first like music video. Really, yeah, Stare at the Sun. Airplay. And I didn't like no, it at oh, first. Oh, that one. That was the second one, actually. Yeah, yeah. All that's left, yeah. All the second that's left one was great. You didn't like Silhouette, or you didn't like Stare at the Sun? Not at first. This okay. is like the same thing that you have and Jenny has, where I didn't like it at first. Yeah. And then I listened to more and more, and I, I love it. I love this this album. Visu is my favorite album, although the artist name was amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, mostly it's because when this came out, I was really heavy into wanting to be in a band and be a singer. So ma- listening to these lyrics and this guy's voice really inspired me. It didn't go anywhere, but it was still important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that doesn't change, no matter how it turns out. Right. Yeah. The second band on my list is Led Zeppelin. Uh, there you go. Can't which, yeah. it's on my list for no particular reason other than I heard one song in my middle school days, and even though I've never owned an album until I was older, I've always loved Led Zeppelin. And it's something I can listen to any CD whenever I want, and it's always good. So for me, it, that's all that is. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like comfort food almost. Oh yeah, uh, it, that's Coheed for me. It's like sure. I can't think of anything else to listen to. I'm gonna listen to Coheed. <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah. So and it's something I share with the drummer from my band, Brandon. We had we bonded over that. Mm-hmm. It's the intense love for Led Zeppelin that we have. Uh, it's one of those bands I'll never get to see live, but still amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my favorite part of this song. I'm going to talk all over it. Um, and my all-time favorite band, unfortunately for people that hate this band, it's Linkin Park. Uh, I don't know why people hate it, but I love it. And it's probably because it's a band I've liked from day one, before they were huge. And I didn't stop liking them. Like, you know, most people like a song... Like a, like a quote-unquote music snob. Well, like a band that's not big. Go to their shows, support them. And then when everybody likes them, I don't like them anymore. That kind of mentality. But that's never happened right. for me with Linkin Park. Uh, are you saying you're, you're normally like that? No, like no. Stop liking, but liking there are people that are. I would say if you... I, I think that's a, that's a slippery slope, though. Because there are some bands that get really bad when they Sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, you like, too. We were just talking about that with Modest Mouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It works both ways. Yes, oh, it yeah. does. Bright I eyes. I say we're with pride, though, man. I'll, I'll sing you every lyric to Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And since I still have some time left, and I'm going to play... And a lot. Uh, the one song that got me into this band, I'm going to play now, uh, One Step Closer, which is a song uh, I know I'm too much about. I'm playing this one. Well, I did it because it's the first song I heard of them. True, it is, but paper cut, man. That That's a great song. So but <laughs> but the story behind this song I've always loved is when they were writing this album, they couldn't get this song right, and so they wrote a song about how they hated recording and writing music and the people that are involved with the pressure of getting the recording done. So this whole song is about like the studio, the, the management... It's on their first album, which is awesome. 
Um, I find it very interesting. Uh, here's the here's one of the things about Linkin Park that I, people forget is that most of their singles honestly don't even have like until in the end came out. They released two singles that didn't even really have that much rapping in them, and they got like this reputation for being like rap metal because of when they came out. Right, exactly because of their contemporaries and the fact that they spelled their name weird um, <laughs> with a backwards uh, N. Yes, and so did Corn with a K and a backwards R. Yeah, uh, and that's not their fault. That's that's the problem with Linkin Park is they got lumped in with that whole set of like new metal, and that's honestly not what they ever did. If you listen to if you listen to Hybrid Theory, that is one of the most consistent rock albums I have ever heard in my life. From beginning to end, it is great. That and it keeps up the energy and it slows down when it needs to. Yeah. Uh, that CD is 15 years great. old, and I can listen to every track repeated. It holds up, but I can say the same of Meteora. Honestly, I don't. I don't think there's a bad track. On my Meteora. only flaw with Meteora is it felt like this song is like this song on the first album. True. It I was mean, almost there like even, a formula. There are even songs that are like in the same place. Yeah. Like somewhere I belong is in the same spot that One Step Closer is in, and they're like the same song, arguably. Uh, the funny part about this song is they hate playing the song now. Well, how could you not at this point? <laughs> <laughs> they played uh, it last, like on purpose. Well, it's their, I would say their biggest song. It is, yeah, obviously, yeah. I would say that the, In the End was their most popular song. That's the song that was on TRL for Crawling. Like, for, crawling was? Yeah. Right, does anybody else know what we're talking about? <laughs> mm, kind of over my head right now. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, if you ever want to try it, honestly, Hybrid Theory is a is a good album, and I will maintain that until the day I die with you, Dave. I promise. So, <laughs> I'll die with you. Wow, that's a... Woo. the first song on the album. Amazing, and I'm playing it now. Um, yeah, good, because it's great. So I, the story behind this band for me is an MTV commercial for the CD. Like they started showing commercials for <laughs> albums at for some point. Yeah, and it was it worked, man. It was for one step closer, and I looked them up on. This is gonna really date me. Napster. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my Morpheus gosh, I love off. Napster. Uh, and I found this album. I showed it to all my friends. Oh, everybody. And we all like loved everybody. it. <laughs> it was it was cool. It was like a big social event for us to listen to this album together. Mm-hmm, Every car around. ride and yeah, it was kind of cool at the time because this album had no swearing, which was different for like music like Corn and Link, uh, Limp Biscuit that this band was clumped in together with. Yes, which is never totally really belonged not. with just because they had heavier guitars and stuff and dyed their hair red <laughs> <laughs> and blue and blue. Yes, uh, so and I've seen them live. Several times, almost double digits. Oh, yeah. Uh, could have seen them live like four days ago in my backyard, pretty much. Couldn't go. Very disappointing. Um, <laughs> I've met them, got autographs by them, was introduced to one of my very best friends in line to meet them. So it's, it's a full immersive experience with Lincoln Park for me. <laughs> Uh, not just music. I just think they're cool guys. That's one of their, the DVDs that I can watch repeatedly is one of their DVDs. And then what is the name of that DVD, Dave? Uh, isn't it Live at the Pancake Festival? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> one of the best titles ever. Which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't at all. So, yeah, that's... Those, those are my favorites. We have an eclectic group. <clears throat> we, do. we do. I was just thinking that, like, every one of us is kind of a different flavor of music dork 
<laughs> totally. Flavor of music dork. <laughs> hey, I'll 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 wear it with pride. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm a metal dork until the day I die. Here's a question for you. What's your favorite cover ever done? Oh god. Oh, see, here's the thing about covers for me. My my co- my favorite cover changes like all the time. Like it, it depends. Because like I can't really pick one because I find a lot of them, and and some of them are really really good. I, Is there I just really one you can go back to? It. Yeah, well, name let me think about like... it. Yeah, let me think about it. All right, you guys for me go it's first. It's hard because I usually like the original song so much that the cover just doesn't. It doesn't ever sound. I don't really like covers. I'll tell you that right now, just because I feel like the original band usually does it better. Okay, I do know my favorite cover. I do know my favorite cover. So you want to pass, JD? Yeah, I'll pass. This is not a good question for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> All right. Danny, since you found it. Sure. Um, can you find this on YouTube? Uh, it's by a band from Australia called Skyway, and the song is called Back in the 80s, This Song Ruled, but it's a cover of um, Terry Chapman's Fast Car. I don't know if you guys know that song. Yes. <laughs> okay, wait until you hear this. It's so freaking good. Like, it's so Tracy well Chapman? Done. Tracy Chapman. Wait until you hear it. You'll know. You'll know right away. I hear okay, the hook now. Sorry. Oh, it's actually yeah, yeah. really good. Oh yeah, it's so it's the it's one of the best covers I've ever heard in my life. Oh, <laughs> like I don't even know what to say. I just want you to hear it. Like, <laughs> uh, Tracy Chapman. The song was in the eighties. Yeah, late eighties. Just get, just play it at least into the chorus, and then we can move on to the next one. Because it's like I don't really know what to say. It's just I, you have to hear the All right. <laughs> While we're waiting, Jenny, you have one ready. I have two because they're two totally different okay. sidelines. So the greatest cover of all time. Well, hang on, I'll play it. Okay. Well, this one's. The, oh, let's. Do you want to do the fast one or the slow one first? Uh, we'll, we'll still slow since this is fast. Okay, Jeff Buckley's cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. It is heart-wrenching. Like, every time I hear this song, like, it's hard not to want to cry, especially knowing what happened with Jeff Buckley. Um, you guys know who Jeff Buckley is? Mm. I guess I should add, I should. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, Oops, beautiful, beautiful artist, but... He covered Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. and it, One of the best covers of that song. In fact, it's, yeah, I it, think it's it, better. It's I mean, better I love you know. Leonard Cohen, but oh, it doesn't hold I don't, a, It doesn't, no. It doesn't <laughs> hold a candle. the definitive edition of Hallelujah. And that's the, that's the interesting thing about certain covers, is like, if it's a good cover, it's better. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just a better song. Like, honestly, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, just to get sidetracked for one second, the Johnny Cash cover of Hurt is good, I don't think it's better than the original Nine Inch Nails one. And it bums me out that people still think that that Nine Inch Nails cover Johnny Cash. Um, oh, see, I'm, people I'm, think that? I'm going to argue. Yeah, people actually that. think that. I'm going to argue on that. I would take Johnny Cash's version of her over Trent Reznor's any day of the week. <sighs> but, but I think so it's because good. of the video. 
I think the video hit me so hard that when I relate to that song, I only, because the video was right after June Carter died and it mm -hmm. was right before Johnny Cash died. And it's another one. It's kind of like I was just saying about Hallelujah. It rips your heart out. And I can't listen to Trent Reznor's version of it now, the original version, without thinking of how beautiful the Johnny Cash version was. So I'm I'm gonna disagree with you. I okay. absolutely. I understand that. I definitely do. I definitely do. Yeah, I'm, that's that's fair. I understand it, but I I can't stand the Johnny Cash version. Oh, I think it's so good. They used you want to know what Johnny so Cash version though? I didn't like. I hated his cover of Rusty Cage. Hated Johnny Cash's Rusty Cage. So, but Hallelujah is beautiful. My other song though, and not too many people know this, but Jello Biafra covered Willie Nelson's Life After Life song. Like <laughs> Jello Biafra. <laughs> oh. It's, oh, it's Jello amazing. Biafra. Still is still moving to me. Just look it up. One, it's my favorite Willie Nelson song of all time because it freaking rocks. But what is the band's Jello name? Biafra. It, Jello Biafra. Just look up still the lead still the no, he's the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys. He's the lead singer of the Dead Kennedys, and he also is very high in politics in San Francisco. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a genius. Like he, He's an a-hole, but he's a genius. Yes, he is. But, <laughs> but still is still moving to me. That cover is so fast and so raw. It is definitely like it brings you back to those Dead Kennedys sort of days, but it's a Willie Nelson song. It's okay. Amazing. It's the holiday of Cambodia of Willie Nelson? It is. If you're trying oh, they, to find it, just look up Jello Biafra, Willie Nelson. Okay, spell, tell me how to spell that. B-I-A-F-R-A, -A, I think. Yep, you got it. That'll at least get you there. Yep. It was on the Twisted Willie album, too. Like, if you guys haven't heard that one, it's great. It's just, like, 90s bands covering Willie Nelson songs. So it's got, like, the Screaming Trees. It's got, it's like, got the President of the Wet Sprocket. No, it doesn't have Toad the Wet Sprocket. But... <laughs> Pretty close, though. But yeah, it is. It's so good. And just listening to Jello be off a scream is just it. It's good. It's good. Did you find it? I think so. I think so. I think so. It's playing. I don't hear anything. Oh, it got really quiet. I'm like I'm wanting to go into this. This is fast not song. what Jello Biafra sounds like. <laughs> I could tell you that for sure, Dave. <laughs> You want to fast forward it though and get actually into the song. Okay, here we go. That here sounds go. more like it. Anytime you have like guitar and it drums. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's my favorite is that at some point talking about music is just going to devolve into you just with somebody eventually going just like, I just love that part where it goes like, now, now. Like, it's just like, it just no matter what, you're eventually going to say something like that because there's oh, yeah. no other way to describe it. <laughs> there's Jello! Oh, like, that's what God. you expect. It's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, this song is, if you listen to the Willie Nelson version, it's good too. It rocks. It's not like your traditional, like, slow country song. It's, and the words are awesome. The lyrics are so good. All right. It takes a while to get to the lyrics, so we should fast forward. It's hard to explain how I feel. It's 
steps. Will come in words, but I know that it's real. I can keep moving, or I can be still. Still, still moving beneath you. Why don't you just sing it? No. <laughs> you do not want to hear me. That was me talking through it. And JD, you're bowing out, so it's be my turn next. Yeah, I'm not good at this stuff, so. One of the things I've never been good at is covers. A lot of songs, like, I forget are covers. Yeah. You know, there's... There's a lot of really good covers out there that you don't realize are covers. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that there was an original version of uh, Higher Ground. I always thought Red Hot Chili Peppers did for that song. Uh, it was, um... Gosh, um, I'm not ashamed to say that. Yes, Yes, and I also can say that the first time I ever heard that song was in the Power Rangers movie. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Second one. The first one. Is it the first one? It's the first one where they're skydiving. Uh, I know when it is. Trust me. Don't even test me. I can remember. (laughs) I saw that movie a lot. (laughs) You know what's another another cover though that I never relate to being a cover, and it's a total cover, is the Clash. I fought the law. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Mueller yes. 4. Was that the original band? Yes, um, I think. I, I always forget that is, and I'm like, oh my gosh. All right, it's this episode too. is the getting Clash really The Clash version is the quintessential version. I mean, sometimes, it, like we talked about, that just kind of <laughs> happens, and it becomes the de facto. All right. Yeah. So my turn. I'm going to use two of the bands that I already named as my favorite, and I don't like the original artist, but I fell in love with this cover of Rolling in the Deep. From Adele, by Lincoln Park, and you can understand why Chester Bennington is one of my favorite singers. And it's just him singing and the other vocalist playing piano. I think it's amazing. It's a well, that's just a great song. It's a live version yeah. too, so the crowd's into it. It's a good thing that the crowd's into it. If they weren't, then crap. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be a really bad recording, I guess. They probably wouldn't have released it. Probably not, honestly. It's a good thing that didn't happen. You really don't like the original version of the song? I'm not a big fan. I even a little. I actually it's a really good like song, this cover. man. This cover? This is a good cover, yeah. Guys, He's got guys... a great voice. People forget it. Yeah. Did you guys um, hear uh, Aretha Franklin cover Adele? No. No, but I'm sure it's great. Yeah, it's, it's probably great. It's amazing. Um, what's that song? It's uh, Rolling Something. Um, Rolling, Rolling in the, in the deep? deep? Rolling in the Deep, yeah. The, the, one, that's playing, the one that's playing right now? That was great. Music, so I'm like trying to like strain. I'm an old lady. You, you can't hear it? Is it too quiet? It's a little light on my end, but it's okay. But yeah, the Rita Franklin. There you go. But I've heard one on you and I'm gonna make you See me in the depths of your despair. Making a home down there because my What's that? He does have a very good blues tone to his voice. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, he's easily one of my favorite characters in Crank, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Nailed it. <laughs> um, my other favorite is from Thrice. And oh, this, yes, if it's the one I'm thinking of. This song always reminds me of the movie The Wizard. Oh, Because the original yes. version is in that movie, oh, and that yeah. movie is amazing. That movie is so good. Also, uh, fun fact, features future lead singer of Rilo Kylie, Jenny Lewis. I love Jenny Lewis. And the another member of that is one of the bullies from Boy Meets World. It's my favorite little factoid, honestly. <laughs> so this I is hope thrice. everybody knows this song. This song is so good. Send me an angel. Person, I always forget who does the original, though. I'll just play it to the chorus and then we'll wrap up. Hopefully they know it by then. So we've been talking for almost two hours. Oh my god! About music. So we'll definitely do this again uh, with maybe other people too, because everybody loves music. Who doesn't like music? Communists. Communists, yes, and Nazis. Communists. Ah, oh, Nazis. So yes, we want to hear about your favorites too. So hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom and let us know what music you like, what we should maybe listen to. And we can talk about it in our next music episode. Give us suggestions. You heard what we like. You can suggest the stuff based off those things. So on Twitter, Jenny is... Robbie Art. JD is... At JFreakingD. Danny? At I Played Bass 4. Yeah, I'm plugging that one. This That's a good one. <laughs> those are just one-liners. Yeah, but they're perfect. All right. <laughs> if I could toot my own horn. Toot just... away, buddy. All right. Uh, JD, why don't you tell everybody where they can find some awesome audible or audio books? So, if you are big readers like most of the Atomic Geekdom cast here, if you guys want to go to audibletrial.com slash Atomic Geekdom, you guys can get a free 30-day trial with the free audiobook to read plenty of books for yourselves, like oh, JD. The Martian. Or... Yeah, that's what, honestly, I was literally about to recommend The Martian. I just started reading that on your guys' recommendation. It's and it is super amazing. good, isn't it's it? So like, it's so good. Are yeah. you reading it or listening to it? I'm reading I'm reading it, but I'm sure the audiobook is just as good. The it's audiobook is perfect. The audio is great. Is it? All right, awesome. So listen to the audiobook. And how can you? <laughs> how can they do that? I don't, I, if I wanted to do that, how would I do that? Once again, you would go to audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom, audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom. One more time, audibletrial slash atomicgeekdom. <laughs> All right, I thought you broke for a second. Three what? times is the rule. Good job. Yeah, oh, cool. It's like calling Bloody Mary. You have to do it three times. Or right. Beetlejuice, honestly. It's also the yeah. rule of comedy. And, yeah, honestly, that is too. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not funny. Oh, that's sad. You can't do jokes sure, three times in a row. Sorus. What? <laughs> I missed it. It was probably funny. Um, I'll continue going with punk goes pop music with uh, Michelle Branch song. Um, 
You can also get a free month's trial of Amazon Prime by clicking on our banner at the top of all of our pages at AtomicKingdom.com. You can sign up, get 30 days free, and watch shows like Justified, Grimm, uh, I believe Hannibal is on there. Yep, Hannibal's on there. Did I say Justified? I should say it again. Justified. You did say Justified. I can verify Every that. Way. But you should say it again. Every justified. Way. Sorry, JD. Go ahead. Sing. <laughs> I love Michelle Branch. I like yellow also, card singing. Oh, my total, my total, total, total song that I just love more than anything is the A Thousand Miles. Oh, that's uh, Vanessa Carlton? Yeah, that's Vanessa Carlton. Yeah, that's the song that'll get me. Oh, get into it, man. Get into it. You, you, no. What are you talking about? You just teased that, and now you're not going to deliver? What? Maybe on our drunken episode. <laughs> Sweet. I'm, I'm totally going like to bring it up. Two and a half days away, right? I won't yep, forget. Two and a half. Well, we set, up, <laughs> we set the expectation that it already happened. By the time you're listening to this, it's already happened. <laughs> we <laughs> are living in the past. You're in the future. <laughs> Good news, no, everyone. Nobody? Good news, everyone. <laughs> okay. I'm my cat uh, now. The email address for Atomic Geekdom is info at atomicgeekdom.com. Uh, you can send us suggestions for songs, oh, interviews we should do, uh, maybe give JD better music instead of Vanessa Carlton, which is playing right now. She was like the the Kmart to Michelle Branch's target. No? Anybody? Okay. No, hey, this song is me. great, so I don't care. <laughs> She's just the the Michelle Branch Part B. Hey, we all need a Part B sometimes. Maybe even a Part C. Right, Danny? <laughs> wow. JD, do you know what comes before Part B? What? Do you know what comes before Part you B? You guys lost it. Part A? Part, part A! A! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's our show. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Um, something that we just started that's based off of Jenny's favorite thing to do ever. Is the Wi-Fi high five? Wi-Fi high five, long distance, oh, oh. smack. And that's how we'll end the show. Thanks, guys.